Welcome to The Complete Angler, your source of information on the outdoor industry in central Canada. With over 35 years in the field, host Don Lamont covers topics and issues with industry leaders and influencers to bring you up to speed on what's happening in the outdoor world. And now, here's your host, Don Lamont. Welcome to the Complete Angler Podcast. Our guest this week won back-to-back gold medals at the last two Olympics, the first curler ever to do so. She also has a gold and silver medal on the world stage. With curling shut down because of the pandemic, she decided to take up ice fishing and instantly fell in love. It didn't hurt when she landed a 30.5-inch walleye through the ice. Our guest on today's Complete Angler Podcast, world-class curler, Caitlin Laws. Well, Caitlin, thanks so much for coming on the Complete Angler Podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, we should tell everybody we first met a number of years ago. It was the at the Mark Shifley um, Golf Tournament. You were yes. there um, fundraising for Kid Sport, and as I recall, uh, you were the highest uh, bid. Remember <laughs> that? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I. Oh outbid the boys but no it was a fun day out on the course with you guys and i was lucky that i was in that group to play with you so we had a, a great time and everybody knows uh, you know you're a world famous curler but you're also a pretty darn good golfer how did wh- where did you get your golf background <laughs> i wouldn't say i'm a pretty good golfer but <laughs> I, I i enjoy being out on the course i wish i could put more time into it maybe one of these days i'll be able to spend a, a little bit more time on the course but uh, I've always just loved playing other sports and being outdoors, so it's it's a win-win for me. Well, let's talk about that. With the with the curling season shut down over the last six months, pretty much, all of a sudden you took up ice fishing, and that's one of the reasons we were able to get you on the show because um, of your of your fishing exploits, right? <laughs> yes. Well, back in March, when our curling season and my fiance's uh, hockey season abruptly ended, we were back in Manitoba and we figured we hadn't gone ice fishing together. Uh, Steph, he's always loved ice fishing, but uh, I had been wanting to go. It just never worked out with our my curling schedule. So in March, we got out on the ice and had a lot of fun and a lot of success on Lake Winnipeg. Yeah, managed to get 30.5 inch walleye on the cover of hooked. Yeah, he was he was pretty mad at me. I mean, not mad, but jealous that he's been wanting to get a master walleye for forever. And I was able to get one out of the ice. So that was pretty exciting. Well, that's a pretty special fish. I've known some guys that have fished all their life and never got a walleye over 28 inches. And of course, you obviously have two time. Olympic champion, uh, gold medal, silver medal at the Worlds. Obviously, you have a touch. You know how to make things happen in in a positive way. So we know your record. Obviously, you know, I think it's the El Serene count with, with women, especially. You know, they don't have that that negative odor that men have on their hands that they do. <laughs> you ever heard that? No, I haven't. But well, it's true. Actually, it's true. I know my wife always outfishes me, so I'm not surprised. There anyway. you go. <laughs> um, so, and... and You've also been out on the ice a bit this year. I saw that you also caught a beautiful big rainbow trout. Yes. Uh, well, now that curling basically has been canceled for the fall uh, and into the winter so far, uh, this is the first winter of being home in, from what I can remember in my life. So 
we've been trying to get out on the ice as much as possible made a little day trip out to the duck mountains and did some uh, rainbow trout fishing at beautiful lake which was fantastic uh, we love that lake in the summertime as well so we thought we'd try it out uh, through the ice and they were pretty active so that was a lot of fun uh, we were able to get quite a few masters uh, at that lake and and then we'd be out at pelican lake and a couple other lakes just trying to have some fun okay well we look forward to reading some future stories about this in Hook Magazine. You and Steph are going to write for us, which is great. We appreciate it. I look forward to reading them. Uh, yeah, let's get back to the curling. Okay. Um, so obviously a huge disappointment, but I mean, you're probably not alone in that. There's the COVID has changed a lot of the world. So what do you anticipate? I mean, how, first of all, how are you keeping yourself sharp with, with no curling going on? Um, are you still working out and doing all your training and everything well it's it's definitely been an interesting year and I know everyone's kind of in the same boat uh, we've had to try and change our our strategy on how we train we have now all have home gyms uh, so we've been training at home in our gym uh, doing our off-ice training but currently in Manitoba I can't practice on ice so uh, we've had to get a little bit creative uh, we have some some pond rinks that we try and play on and just for some fun outdoors but it's definitely not the same so i'm looking forward to the opportunity one day when we can get back on the ice and and be with my team so let's talk about the good times the olympic gold medals 2014 <laughs> talk about that first what that experience was like oh my goodness honestly 2014 was a dream come true. Uh, it was a four-year plan. When I joined the team, our goal was to get to the Olympics and win a gold medal for Canada. And there was obviously certain challenges and obstacles that were thrown at us over those four years, but those challenges made us stronger and we were able to overcome a lot of different things. And once we got to the Olympics, it was just like the best experience being a part of that bigger team Canada have, getting to meet all the athletes from around our, our great country and and at the end of the day getting to sing oh Canada at the top of our lungs on top of the podium was a moment I'll never forget and we're so lucky now I mean to have the opportunity to have gone back to the Olympics in 2018 as well. Let's talk about the 2018 it was totally different something new it was a, a two-person mixed right? Correct. Uh, yeah. Our team missed qualifying uh, basically by a game and a half uh, for the women's event. And so that left us with the opportunity for, to try and qualify for the new mixed doubles, and which was showcased in 2018. And I was very fortunate to have a, a great partner in, in John Morris, and we were able to make it, make it out of the Canadian trials. And our goal there, honestly, we didn't know what it was going to be like uh, all those other European countries had played mixed doubles for years and years and we just knew we had big game experience and we were hoping that that would help us out and we had a ton of fun showcasing the sport and I think we got a few new fans. Well I I watched it I, I thought it was tremendously exciting I thought it was great. Wow that's good to hear we we had a lot of fun and what I love about mixed doubles is it's it's fast paced it's high scoring and it's you know it's an hour and a half versus a three-hour game so I think it's great for television as well. And I would imagine you have to be in really good shape if there's only two of you. That's right. It is yeah. mentally and physically a lot more taxing because it's just two of you running around on the ice. And 
because it's so fast paced, you don't have a lot of time to recover and get your heart rate back down. You just have to keep going. And I like that challenge. Okay, that's good. Now with curling on hold right now, are you doing anything other sort of work or is, or is everything just kind of in limbo? Um, a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, with curling, that was my full-time priority. Mm -hmm. I also was doing some part-time speaking engagements and that's also for the most part being put on hold as you know, we can't really gather in groups, but I've been doing a lot of virtual uh, meetings and I've been actually going back to school. I am taking some online courses just to help fill the time. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Yeah. It's just something to do and keep my mind sharp. So slowly picking away at that and yeah, otherwise just trying to see what other opportunities are out there and ice fish as much as possible. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that's to our benefit. That's great. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> And the ice fishing, uh, the weather has been a little bit strange here in, in Manitoba this year. We've had nothing but minus two, minus three. Wild out there, isn't it? It's crazy uh, to think of it. This is the first winter back in probably at least 12 years. And you expected mid-January that it would be minus 30. And we haven't really seen any of that. So it's been nice to get out on the ice, but it's also been, I think, a little bit scary. We're we've been a little hesitant to go out on some of the bigger lakes and some spots just because you don't know what's mm -hmm. going to be happening out there. Cause we haven't had those cold temperatures. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, so what does, uh, what does the future hold? I understand uh, that uh, marriage is in the works. Maybe you can talk <laughs> a little bit about that. Uh, yes. We recently got engaged, uh, which we're very excited about, but with COVID it's hard to plan a wedding right now. Uh, we have some family that lives in the US and we want to make sure that they're able to come. So the planning is kind of on hold, but we're we're just tossing around ideas of what we want to do. And then hopefully once we learn a little bit more about what COVID's going to look like, then we'll start to make some more concrete plans. Yeah. So when you um, you say this is the first winter that you've been home, uh, Caitlin, where do you where do you train? Well, Winnipeg is home. I'm born and raised yeah. and we do train here. When I say home, I mean like actually not traveling. So yeah. in a typical month, I would be gone probably three weeks out of the four weeks. And right now I'm actually home. So we'd be, yeah, we would usually play like three competitions a month and those would be at least week long. And you'd only be home a day or two before doing laundry, changing over your suitcase and going again somewhere else. No, I know you uh, recently lost your dad, but uh, he was instrumental in you becoming a world-class curler, wasn't he? He sure was. Um, I was very lucky that uh, he was very athletic and loved playing a ton of sports. And I think that's where my love of sports grew from. And curling was his passion when, from what I can remember. Um, that's what he did a lot. So I followed him around to the rinks and got to spend a lot of time on the ice with him and he coached me in my younger years and unfortunately he wasn't able to see any of the success really that we've had, but uh, mm -hmm. he kind of helped get me to where I am. That's for sure. Yeah. No kidding. That's, that's fantastic. So um, down the road, what do you think? Uh, are we going to be able to get back to a bit normal towards the end of next year, hopefully? And uh, so what does the future hold? Well, right now, Curling Canada has a plan to host our Scotties and Briar, our national championships in a bubble type format. It's kind of similar to the NHL, but not to the same extreme 
mainly because we don't have the money that the NHL has. Right, right. But the plan is to host a national championship next month in February. And so hopefully we'll be gearing up for that and we'll hear more on what the format looks like in the coming weeks. And then after that, I mean, this December is supposed to be our Olympic trials uh, for right. Beijing 2022. And I don't know what's good. That's going to look like, obviously we would love to be able to have an Olympics and we'd love to have fans in the arena, but at this point, everyone's health and safety is priority. So we're just kind of, waiting to see what happens. <laughs> so what would be your favorite curling moment? Favorite curling moment. Uh, That's a well, tough one, I, huh? It's hard to pick, it's hard to pick just one. Just one, I know. But playing our Olympic trials in 2013 at the MTS Center in Winnipeg was honestly one of the coolest feelings being able to play in front of our friends and family and that is where we became olympians so the fact that we were able to become olympians in our home city was probably one of my favorite moments it's it's easy to say all the olympics by far like that's the pinnacle of sport those are my favorite moments but we had to become an olympian first so i think i have to say the olympic trials in winnipeg cool what about your uh, favorite fishing moment hmm well, I have also have quite a few of those, but <laughs> I think it was when we, we pulled out the 30 and a half inch walleye from the ice in March, uh, 2020. That was honestly so surreal. Uh, we'd been out for a few days and we had heard of some people getting some big ones and uh, I was reeling it in and I knew it was bigger than anything I'd caught before. And uh, Steph was kind of over the hole, uh, helping me get it out the hole because there was about four feet of ice at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I couldn't see the fish, but all he kept saying, it's huge, it's huge, it's huge. <laughs> so once he finally pulled it out of the hole, then I, I couldn't believe I'd never seen a walleye that big. So that was insane. There it is again. <laughs> that big, yeah. That's a, that's a nice fish. Looks it like you were dressed good. warm enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a ton of fun. Were you fishing outside? Uh, we had a shack, uh, but we were fishing outside, yeah. Okay. March, March Madness. It's a great, great time to be on Lake Winnipeg, that's for sure. Though the ice is a little bit crazy this year, but... Uh, yeah, but hopefully Sounds we like you've been out a little bit, though. Have you been on Lake Winnipeg at all yet? We haven't been out to Lake Winnipeg yet. Uh, we're hoping to... Uh, this is either the end of this month or sometime soon, but... We've been uh, mostly just going to Pelican Lake mm-hmm. uh, out by uh, my uh, fiance's family farm. Uh, it's only about 50 minutes away from there. So we've been going there quite a bit. And yeah, other than that, we were just up in the Duck Mountain area. Okay. Uh, he's been going to Lake Manitoba a couple times, but yeah, Lake Winnipeg's on our radar soon. I bet. So what, what is your favorite type of open water fishing? Hmm. Honestly, like <laughs> this might sound a little bit strange, but just being on the water is like, it doesn't matter what kind of fishing we're doing. I, I find it very calming and almost like meditation for me. It's just so relaxing and it's a rush when you catch fish. So what is whether we're fly fishing or if we're fishing for just jigging for walleye or, or trolling, it, it doesn't really matter where I, I just love being out on the water. I've s- seen that uh, on your post that you also caught some uh, some big channel catfish yes uh we usually like to go uh 
check out Lockport in the summertime a few times and uh, catfishing is fun. It's just, there's nothing like it. They're just so active and fighting against the current and mm -hmm. yeah, lucky to reel up some big monsters out of there too. Yeah, I find uh, I can only take channel catfish about three times a year because I get worn out. <laughs> yeah, I find my I the first after the first time going, my arms are sore. I'm digging the end of the rod into my hip and <laughs> trying to get them up. And yeah, you can't catch too many of those in a row before getting tired. Well, it's a good workout, keep you in shape for the curling season anyway. That's, that's, right. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 great. Um, one question I wanted to ask you, Caitlin, is about your uh, motivational speaking. Um, sure. because you are a role model with all your success you've had in curling and, and, and just in life in general. So what do you talk about when you go out and, and speak? It depends on who I'm speaking to. I like to try and cater to whatever the group wants. So whether it's corporate, a lot of the times it's about leadership, um, overcoming challenges, team dynamics, that sort of thing. Uh, when I speak to larger groups at, uh, you know, certain banquets and different things like that, then it's a lot of the time just telling my story and how I was able to get to where I am, overcoming challenges and how we deal with pressure situations and tell some fun stories uh, about our curling adventures. I'd like to delve into that a little bit. Let's talk about how do you, how do you deal, you yourself deal with pressure? To be honest, I feel like pressure is something that you put on yourself. Yes, there's can be external pressures that are thrown at us, but it's just how you perceive it. So for me and my perspective that I've decided to, to take life and my sport, it's just enjoying the moment, staying focused on one task at a time and just being present. Um, I love what I'm doing. I have the opportunity to, to be doing what I love. So just trying to enjoy that moment and forget that you've missed a shot or had a bad game or whatever it is and and just try and go out there and do your best is that why you like being outdoors so much <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean you you have to admit when you're when you're out fishing or whatever you're not thinking about work or your problems most of the time you're just out there relaxing at least that's how i'm affected by it anyway well, it's like I said earlier, to me, it's like meditation for me. It's just, it's so refreshing getting that fresh air. And then there's also the rush of when you do get a chance to hook into a big fish. So I enjoy it so much and it is calming and maybe it's just an escape from some of our normal realities. So if people want to uh, find out about your big fish that you've caught or your what's coming up in your curling career, where can they find you on social media? Uh, both Twitter and Instagram, my social handles are at LK Laws, so at L-K-L-A-W-E-S. And that's usually where I post most of my adventures and what we're up to. And then with our team account, uh, Team Jennifer Jones, we can be followed through there as well. Okay, so we can keep an idea when you might be back on the curling ice. And um, this, this picture, I'm going to show one more time because <laughs> I... I found it on your Instagram. No, I found it on the Master Angler page, right? Oh, yeah. That's where I found it because I always go through the Master Angler uh, pages and I saw this big fish. <laughs> and um, I asked uh, one of my friends, how, how do I get a hold of Caitlin? Because I really wanted to use that picture on the cover. And anyway, we found you. That's right. <laughs> and thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. And I just want to remind our listeners and viewers that... Uh, 
Caitlin and Steph, her fiance, are going to be writing for us in upcoming issues of Hook Magazine about their adventures. And uh, we look forward to having you on board. And best of luck getting back on the curling ice, Caitlin. Thanks Thank so much you. for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Visit hookedmagazine.com to subscribe to The Complete Angler and never miss an episode.